many are getting rich, many are failing, and many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is a senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Kodipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Amen and amen. It's a year that is filled with prophecy, a year that God has many wonderful plans for His children. Everyone of us seated over here, God has great and amazing plans for our lives. But then the question remains, will these plans come to pass? Will these plans come to pass? You know, sometimes the only people who are not really interested in working on our presence is us. Hallelujah. But you see, Satan is very busy about, about our, pres- our presence. Why? Because he knows that there's a future that God has prepared for us. There's a future that God has prepared for us. This year, the Lord said that it's our year of the promised land. That means that the prophetic blessings that God has made available for every one of us as children. There are things that are supposed to happen in our lives, that are supposed to change our lives and cause us to step in and to walk in our destiny as the children of God. There are certain prophetic blessings that God has made available that as a church, as a family, we should experience. Now the question remains, will these things come to pass? This morning I came here very aggressive in my spirit because I need somebody to catch a certain understanding and catch a certain fire to work on your destiny to work on your destiny many people start the year with many new year resolutions but you see it is not about writing a resolution but about finding a solution that will change your life forever it is not about making plans and having visions you see you can have a vision but if you lack the provision the vision can become a frustration if you have a plan, you have an agenda, a desire. The Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. When there is an expectation that you are having and the expectation does not come to pass, it causes you to even sometimes sick, sickly become sick. You become weak, you become frustrated. So if we are going to see the glory of God in our lives, we need to learn the protocols, the modus operandi about how to see progress in our lives. It is not about gathering prophecies onto our lives. Sometimes everybody is coming that, oh man of God, give me a word. I need to hear a prophecy. But listen, it is not about the multiplication of prophecy, but it's about the multiplication of manifestations. If even you don't have any prophecy, any prophecy that is being put over your life, and you are seeing manifestation, it is better. And to see manifestation, there is a way of living. There are, ro- there are rules and protocols that need to be engaged. Life is not a fanfare. Life is a warfare. 
And listen, God has given us a word, and He's saying that that word is that we are entering into our land of promise, that it is the year of the promised land. And the year of the promised land is talking about a year of adva- advancement, a year of progress, a year of the blessings of God, a year where the prophecies concerning our lives come to pass. But you notice something, and that's why you should become for Tuesday teaching services. I do a lot of teachings on Tuesdays. And so if you miss Tuesdays, you may be missing the real understanding of what you are working in. And in, you realize that the land of promise, they did, even though God had prophesied the land, they did not just walk into the land. They entered the land with battles. They entered the land with warfare. They entered the land with fights. They needed strength to enter the land. They need a strength to enter the land. Listen, at the beginning of the year like this, you should learn to be empowered. You should be learn to be empowered. Most of the time, demonic operations are strongest and in full manifestation at the latter part of the year and as we enter into a new year. That's why you realize even every company, every system, they seem to have a time when they do their graduation from one, 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 one terrain onto the other. Decisions are being made. So if the devil will confuse the li- your life, it is at this time that he will let the forces of deception be working. So you can make a lot of mistakes, and when you miss your beginning, you, you may get you may end up getting frustrated in the middle. Because some of us will wake up somewhere in May, some of us will wake up somewhere in July, and we are wondering how did I get here so soon? Last year, many people all over the world were like, "Whoa, the year just passed up in in just a blink of an eye." Why? Because a lot of people did not were not able to get a lot of things done. So, you need to learn how to start quickly. That is why from tomorrow we are going to engage 14 days of fasting and prayer. In fact, usually we do 7 days. But the Lord spoke to me and he said that this year increases to 14 days of fasting and prayer. Because the more you pray, the more you engage in fasting, the more you you release and receive grace for manifestation. This year, whatever is a plan and a vision on your life, it will see manifestation. I say you will see manifestation. Listen, let your amen be stronger than your, yourself. Say you see manifestation. Listen, if your voice is not loud, your life will not be loud. Though. If your voice is not strong, the Bible says that our adversary, some of us wake up and we are comfortable. We come to church and we are not, when we are not, we are not praising and we feel we are okay. Listen, stop that gentility and lability. It will not take you anywhere. Where has it brought you to? Look, when you come to the house of God, be aggressive. Because you don't know when your turnaround is coming. Be aggressive. Don't follow the flesh too. It will be there forever and it will always be trying to pull you down. So you come out of your spirit. And that is what I want. I want to get aggressive. If you don't get aggressive, you will never be progressive. If you are not progressive, you will never be possessive. You will not receive anything in life. Even though everything has been promised you. Everything has been promised you. Listen, there are many people who have received prophecies. They have received prophecies with a lot of people. But some of them, they have disappeared and their prophecies have also disappeared. What happened to them? They have disappeared. They are missing with their prophecies. This year, may you not disappear with your prophecy. I said, may you not disappear with your prophecy. The Bible tells us in John chapter number 10, the verse number 10, that the enemy cometh, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. There is a thief. Do you know who a thief is? A thief is somebody who takes something that does not belong to him. 
A thief is somebody who takes something that has not been written in his name. There are things that are written in your name, but a thief wants to take it away. This year, may you be empowered to overcome that thief. The Bible says that if, there's, if there's, uh, the strong man of the house had known when the thief had been coming, he would know how to arm himself. So listen to me. You, everybody, your life is like a house. Jesus said that anybody who hears these teachings of mine and does them, it's like the one who built his, what, his house upon a rock. Listen, every one of us, we are building a house. Our life this year is like a house that you are building. If it is going to be a great house, it depends on you. If it is going to be a great house, it depends on you. Who does it depend on? Who does it depend on? Please preach back to me. I say, who does it depend on? On you. On you. It depends on you. You need to learn the modus operandi. How to get the rules and the spirit realm to be working in your favor. To be working in your favor, to cause you to be able to possess. Why is it that in one year, somebody will be receiving multiple testimonies? And as for you, it's as though every time you are struggling for a certain manifestation, there are things that you need to learn how to engineer in the spirit. This year we are taking over. I said we are taking over. I said we are taking over. Let your amen be louder than your head. I said we are taking over. We are taking over. Listen, I, I want you to, this thing that I'm sharing with you, it, and this is how it works in the realm of the spirit. Too. The realm of the spirit is not a quiet place. The realm of the spirit is, a, the Bible says, uh, from the time of John the Baptist up to now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. It is only violent men that can take hold of it. The Bible said that are your enemy, the adversary, the devil is roaring, is going about like a what? A roaring lion, not a silent lion. Like, not a silent lion. And anybody, you know, I, I wondered, you know, when a, a lion is actually hunting, it doesn't go roaring. Oh, I, they don't go roaring because as they go roaring, they scatter their prey. So, why is it that he said that the enemy is roaring like a roaring lion? Because when a lion is hunting, it uses the power of stills, very silent. Very silent, and so it creeps up on the on on, on, it, on its prey, and when it gets to the prey, that's when it begins to roar. So there are two things that may be possible over here. Number one, it will mean that the enemy is very close. Or number two, in the realm of the spirit, it is about that. the louder your voice, the more you win. The more you win. So if you don't know how to make noise in the spirit, your voice will not be heard. And when your voice is not heard in the spirit, your voice will not be heard in destiny. Your voice will not be heard in destiny. When we come to God, we come to church, we come to the place of prayer, let your voice arise. Even Jesus, the Bible said that he used loud cries and tears to cry out to the one that was able to save his soul. So, when we come, let your voice be heard. Pray. In the morning, pray. In the afternoon, pray. In the night, pray. Get involved in prayer. Don't take prayer as a cash, something casual. Get involved. Your life may depend on it. Your life may depend on it. Your life may depend on it. Your life does not depend on your parents. Your, even your parents may be depending on your prayer. So, I want to encourage you, as we are about to enter into this time of fasting and prayer, everybody get aggressive and engaged. Don't take it for granted. When you, you take life as a joke, your life becomes a joke. 
Your life becomes a joke. This year, something must change in your life. You must not end this year the same way you ended last year. Your life must make progress. Listen, when I learned how to fight my battles in prayer, every year I see progress, no matter how the enemy attacks me. Look, we don't look like what we have passed through. Don't think that anybody's having life easy anywhere. Everybody is fighting. Everybody is fighting. I'm fighting my, for myself. I'm fighting for my family. I'm fighting. Everybody is fighting. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, the verse number 12, for we wrestle. Did you, did you get that word? Are, are we playing? I said, are we playing? What are we doing? Wrestling, sister. We are wrestling. A wrestling in Jesus. We are fighting. Or no. Do you understand me? We are fighting. There comes a time in life when you need to put on the serious act. The Bible says that put on the whole armor of God. Armor. What do you use armor for? Is it not to the battlefield? Put on the whole armor of God. This year you are going to win through battles. I say you are going to win through battles. I say you are going to win through battles. In the name of Jesus Christ. Romans chapter number 10. He says that for we are, Romans chapter 8, we are more than what? Conquerors. Who is, who is a conqueror? You can never be declared a conqueror until you have won a battle. You have conquered something. It is only after you have conquered something that you become a conqueror. Amen and amen. Even, you cannot even conquer sleepers and preaching. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen and amen. How do you expect to conquer the devil? Put somebody beside you and ask the person, are you the one the man of God is talking about? Amen and amen. He cannot even conquer sleep. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Is that we are more than what? Conquerors. Say I'm a conqueror. Lift up your eyes and say I'm a conqueror. Shoot up that hand like the hand is yours. Say I'm a conqueror. No, you, I, you, you will shoot the thing. Start sleeping. I said, shoot it up and see I'm a conqueror. <laughs> Give a clap of praise to Jesus. Has somebody been delivered? Romans 24 verse 49. After all the instructions that Jesus gave them, he said that tarry in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Look, no matter what the prophecy you have received, if you don't receive power, you, you will not see a manifestation thereof. If you don't receive power, you don't get that power. For you to possess the promised land, you need strength. Let me quickly look at the scripture in the book of Joshua. In the book of Joshua chapter 14 verse 6. The Bible says that, and the children of Judah came into unto Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, the Kenazite said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and Kadesh, uh, concerning me uh, and thee in Kadesh Barnea. How many of you remember the story of Joshua and Caleb? Yeah, this 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 were the, uh, among the spies who went to check the land of promise, and they believed. The other ten did not believe, and so the other ten died in the wilderness. Now, after 40 years, they are now entered into the land. So it came as at that time, as at this time, Joshua was now the leader of the children of Israel. So, uh, 
Caleb came to him and was saying that you remember the thing that the, uh, the man of God, the prophet Moses said concerning us, uh, you and I in Kadesh Barnea. I have come to remind you because you are the one who has taken over now. The Bible says, it says for 40 years old was I when Moses, the servant of God, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy the land and I brought him word again as it was in my heart. So I came back with my reports. He said, nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the hearts um, uh, went with me, made the hearts of the people melt, and I wholly followed the Lord my God. He said, may you follow the Lord your God. I said, may you follow the Lord your God. I said, may you follow the Lord your God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet are strodden shall be thine inheritance. Whatever land that God will send you to this year, may you possess it in the mighty name of Jesus. And say, And thy children's forever, because thou hast followed the Lord wholly. Thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, listen to this. Behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as I said, these forty and five years. Since, even since the day uh, the Lord spoke his word unto, his word unto, his, unto Moses. While the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day four score and five years. That means that now today I am 85 years old. Look at the verse number 11. Verse 11 is my, is my, is my focus today. It says, and as yet I am as strong. I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then. So the man was now, it had come to the time when he needed to possess his land. And he's saying that the basis of possession was going to be his strength. He said, I am as strong as I was then. Listen, if you don't get strong, you will not possess the land. Tap somebody beside you and tell the person, get strong, get strong. He said, now is my strength for what? Come on, read it. Now is my strength for what? For war. So even though the promise and the prophecy was given to him, the way he was going to possess that land, it was by war, was by war, was by war. Spiritual warfare is the means by which you are going to possess your land. Is the means by which you are going to possess your land. So you better get serious. Stop somebody, tell the person, get serious. Tell the person, get serious. It is by spiritual warfare that what God has said concerning this church. This year we are trusting God for an unusual growth. We are searching, uh, trusting God for a revival. We believe God has given us a way to set up branches. We believe God has given us a way to grow our attendance uh, to uh, a minimum of 500 attendees. So we are working. We have a lot of things to do. We have a lot of things to do. How are we going to get that promised land? How are we going to possess that vision? It is by warfare. And every pastor, please take notes. Every steward, take notes. Every leader, take notes. We cannot be joking this year. Some of the jokes that we were doing last year, we are putting them aside. This time we must take it a notch higher. You don't come on if you are leading a prayer session. Listen, even if there's one person over here, you are leading with aggression. Because we have somewhere that we are going to. We are building something. And it is only by prayer and fasting that we build strength. We don't go to the gym to go and build to go and build our capacity. Spiritually, we build our capacity through fasting and prayer. 
Eva. Recently, I saw uh, I saw something, and they were they were making a comparison between uh, uh, fasting to lose weight uh, and then going to the gym to lose weight. And uh, they, they, according to the study, they realized that the fasting system no, it works faster than the gym. What are you talking about? Amen and amen. Was amen and amen. Am uh, I communicating something over here? So even the spiritual one in the physical works better than the German things. The young lady said, I, I want to get into shape and so I have to go to gym and go and get some stretch and then stretch everything and showing everything. <laughs> and then after two days I see my breath. My breath. Amen and amen. We are changing. Hallelujah. Let's take it and not higher. Fasting will help you. Today my subject to you is prayer and fasting provokes revival and fulfillment of prophecy. Prayer and fasting provokes revival and fulfillment of prophecy. If you are going to fulfill that prophetic word, we are going to see the glory of God. We are going to see a revival in our lives. Prayer and fasting is our access key. What is a revival? A revival is a move of God that results in death situations coming to life. Revival means come back to life. Revive. Revive. Vive means life. Re means return. So return back to life. So, in this year, as we fast and pray, your business is coming back to life. As we fast and pray, your marital glory is coming back to life. Nobody has been proposing to you as you fast and pray, they are going to come and they are going to propose and they are going to get married. Your business has been shut down. You are not seeing any glory. As you fast and pray, I see revival fire coming upon that business. Your prayer life, your spiritual life has been shut down. As you fast and pray, Revival is coming to you. I said revival is coming to you. I said revival is coming to you. It brings revival. Whenever there's a revival, there's a move of God. There's a move of God that results in a release of glory. Massive glory is released. Then what happens? You see souls being saved. You see an increase in the church. Growth begins to take place. You see gifts of the Spirit beginning to manifest. You see healings, miracles, signs, wonders begin to take place. Demonic strongholds are broken. People begin to step into their inheritance. That is a revival. Whenever there is a, a, a move of the Spirit of God in the church among the people of God, you begin to see changes taking place. We begin to see interventions. So a revival is talking about a revolution. It's talking about something that brings change. It's talking about something that brings massive growth. Listen, if you want your business to grow, it is not just about some business strategy. So you can move things in the realm of the Spirit. There was a certain gentleman who uh, got to know the word of God somewhere in 2021 and uh, he heard about the, uh, the subject of activating power through fasting and prayer and as he began to engage the Lord dropped an idea about starting a transport business so he asked uh, somewhere in uh, January, February 20, 2021 he, was, he, kept, he started declaring to himself that by 2022 he should have five cars five cars, he started engaging making the declarations, praying, praying Praying, praying, praying. In seven months, he had received four cars. 
Seven months he had received forecast. By the end of 2022, he had the money to even buy the fit car. Except that God told him to use the money to be a thanksgiving offering. Thanksgiving offering. How did his life turn around? He bounced from a nobody into a somebody. All of a sudden there was growth. Are you trusting for growth in your finances this year? Don't be sleeping when we are praying. Are you trusting for a change in your life this year? It is not by might. It is not by power. But it is by the spirit of God. How do you activate the spirit of God? Get spiritual. Get spiritual. The things that you are calling challenges, they have been there for so long. Do something about it. What did I say? Do something about it. Many people are going around looking for somebody to be their helpers, but the only helper is God. If God does not help you, no human being can help you. I said, no human being can help you. If God does not help you, your destiny help and on to me more. One day, that Obakase Bejis Kalos, I don't want questions, I don't know, being a president. It's in Yamenkwana, near Buafo. How do you activate the power of God? Quan Benson, I'll be to me, I connect among Yamin intervention about a problem. Fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer. It provokes revival and it empowers us to see the manifestation of our prophecy. In the book of Jonah, chapter number 3, we see a revival over there. When God spoke to Jonah, go and prophesy to the people of Nineveh. Tell them, I am going to destroy them. Jonah said that if he, I won't do it. He said he was going, and he started moving in the opposite direction. He said, instead of going to Nineveh, he said, I am going to Tarsus. When God is saying, go into the direction of spirituality, you want to go to the place where you will be enjoying. Everything is nice. That's what there are nice cars. That's what there are nice girls. That's what there is food to eat. That's what is, is, is everything away from spirituality. The Bible said that he nearly died. Many of us, the reason why our lives is in jeopardy is because instead of traveling to Nineveh, we are going to Tarsus. We are going to Tarsus. This year, may you receive that direction that will change your situation. I said, may you receive that direction that will do what? Change your situation. Listen, fight for spirituality. Those excuses that you are giving. Oh, when my mother says, my father says, they don't want, want me to come to church. Listen, fight, oh. Fight. If you don't fight, you die. Fight. 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 If you don't fight, you die. In Jonah chapter 3, he went and he prophesied to them and said that thus hear the law because of the sins of Nineveh. Oh, Nineveh is going to be destroyed. The Bible says that, ah, that when they heard that the thing struck them, the king said, everybody will fast. That is why this year I'm telling you, everybody must fast during this fasting and prayer. Not that we are fasting and then you are eating. We are fasting, we are doing 14 days, you are doing 13 days, you are doing 7 days, you are doing 1 day. Everybody must fast and pray. Jonah chapter 3, verse number 7, said, and he caused it to be proclaimed. In fact, let me read from the verse number 5. He said, and so the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast. They proclaimed a fast and they put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. Listen, all the children were fast too. Everybody must trust. Don't be giving yourself excuses. My doctor says, my doctor says, your doctor is not a man. Everybody must engage spirituality. Spirituality is not an option. It is not an option. 
You must engage. Get involved in building capacity in the spirit. That is where our answers come from. Our answers don't come from any man. Our answers don't come from the flesh. They come from the spirit. So for word came even unto the king of Nineveh. And he arose from his throne. And he laid his robe from him. Put aside your niceness. Everybody must get serious. Look at what happened last year. See how the year ended. The way the end, can, can you see the battle that is going on? The battle in the economy. Has there been, ever been a time when there was so much disparity between Bank of Ghana rates and bank rates and then uh, uh, market, forest bureau rates? So everything is, things, nothing seems to be stable right now. There is a, a battle in the realm of the spirit. Anything can happen at any time. Listen, don't listen to the politicians who, they are trying to save their face and to win your votes. It is not, open your eyes, open your eyes, see what is going on, and start taking the things up in the spirit. You are having that challenge for so many years, and you are, you are not praying, better get up and pray. What I say, get up and pray. Don't be a lazy Christian. Top, top Christian. Every time you are, you, are, you are, when they say come to church, you have an excuse why you will not come to church. You have an excuse why you don't come to church. You see, your adversary, adversary means opposer, adversary means hater, enemy, is roaring, is going about like a roaring lion. Last time I went to the zoo, I saw a lion, I respected the animal. He didn't even get up. And I saw him, oh, the head alone, <laughs> he was looking at me. The meat was looking at him. He was looking at me. That means I was looking at him. And I said, thank God for the zoo people that they can put a very high fence between us. Because somebody will run. If he doesn't run, I will run. <laughs> amen and amen. Ha! I said a roaring lion. You better be serious. It is a roaring cattle. It is a roaring chicken. A roaring dog. Dog cried, they say, a butchino crank. Even German shepherd cry, we can. Bulldog. Amen and amen. Are you understanding me? He said, a roaring lion. And listen, when the Holy Spirit is using words in the Bible, he's not using it for joke. And you are grow. He's not using it for joke. Tell somebody he's not joking. If the person cannot say anything to you, it means that the person is sleeping. Tell somebody that he's not joking. <laughs> amen and amen. Give a clap of him to Jesus. It is working. Say it is working. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. So they began to fast. He said, it caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his noble, saying, let neither man nor beast, even the animals were fasting. He said, let neither man nor beast, huh? uh, uh, nor head or flock, taste anything. Hey. He said, do not let them what? Eat or drink water. You smile at me because I'm reading the Bible. Say, do not let them what? Eat or drink water. You at least will go heaven. You will not die. 
I said, you will not die. You only go hungry. Amen. Oh, I say, amen. Listen, as we go through the, the, the process, I'll be showing you a lot of benefits of fasting. So this morning, the time is very short, so I cannot talk a lot. But I'm here to provoke you that this year we should be spiritual. The spiritual things should be more important to us. The spiritual things. Work out. If we cannot tell you something, your testimonies are in the spirit. Your glory is in the spirit. And if you don't know how to work things from the realm of the spirit, you'll be, you'll be lacking a lot of testimonies. You'll be lacking a lot of testimonies. Look at all the testimonies that were read. Where they, they were all engaged. Look at the lady. She had a CV. As we were online. We were having night fire prayer. The vision came. Somebody has your CV beside you right now. I see the glory of God coming up on that CV. Two days time she went for an interview. This girl has been looking for, has been looking for a job since like last year. She had been looking for a job. It was in the place of spirituality that God answered her prayer. Two days later, she went for an interview. Before she gets to the house, they call her the hair. Are you there? Are you there? Every night she come on for us to do night fire. Some of us even have more money and more data than her. Listen, get spiritual. Your answers are in spirituality. Get spiritual. Pray in other tongues. Engage the altar of fasting and prayer. It's an altar of revival. It's an altar where there's a move of the Holy Ghost. This year we want to see the glory of God. And we must fast and pray. The Bible said that when they began to fast and pray, God saw verse number 10. And God saw their works. So meaning fasting and prayer, God sees it as work. God saw their what? Works. And that, and that they turned from their evil way, and God relented from the disaster that He had planned and to bring upon them, and He, he did not do it. So the, the, there was a revival that people turned to the Lord in fasting and prayer. In Acts chapter 4, you read from verse 23 to 31, the Bible tells us about how the, the chief priests and the elders of Israel or Jerusalem were against the, 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 the early disciples that they shouldn't preach the gospel. They were fighting for the advancement of the word of God. They didn't want souls to be saved through Jesus Christ. The Bible said that when they came back and they heard these things, the verse 24, the Bible says ah, that they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said they began to pray and pray and pray and pray. By the time they got to the verse number 31, the Bible says, and when they had prayed, the place was shaking where they were assembled. The place literally where they were got is as we have come to church and as we are praying and all of a sudden earthquake begins to take place. The place was shaken where they assembled and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Fasting and prayer generate power for a revival, generate power for the salvation of souls, generate power for the will of God to be done. This year, anybody that want to fight against the agenda of church growth and advancement of this church, may God strike you out. May God strike them out. May God remove them oh, from, the, from the realm of the living because they don't want people to know Jesus Christ. As we come to church like this, people are gathering and planning against us. They don't want the gospel to advance. They don't want the word of God to be preached. They don't want people to be established in the things of God. But this year, in Yabri, 
And we are starting from tomorrow, 14 days hot fasting and prayer. We, are, we will be praying in the morning, uh, 5 a.m. we are praying, 12.30 we are praying, 6 p.m. we are all gathered here to come and pray and break our fast together. 11 p.m. we are praying night fire. We are praying. It's a Saturday five-hour prayer marathon. When we finish the prayer marathon, we will continue the fasting. And both think that when they come and pray, that means that the, the fasting has ended. We will continue the fasting. Six o'clock, you get people and break in the house. Listen, don't take it for a joke. Don't take it for a joke. They're in the realm of the spirit, they are always looking for quiet moments, and that's when they attack. Christmas, everybody wants to enjoy and go to the beach with their family. Statistics will show us between uh, at the close of the year and beginning of the year, the year, that's where a lot of people die. That's when a lot of people die. That's when a lot of people die. They will be falling like chickens. Falling like chickens. Falling like chickens. Thank God that God has been preserving you. That's why you are not hearing some of those things. So you think everything is okay. Not everything is okay. Not everything is okay. Let's engage in fasting and prayer. I said let's engage in fasting and prayer. Let's engage in spirituality. Amen and amen. If we are going to see certain changes in our lives, we need to engage the altar of fasting and prayer. Hallelujah. So fasting and prayer provokes revival. Fasting and prayer also provokes the fulfillment of prophecy. Prophecies don't fulfill themselves. Anytime you get a prophecy, it's a prayer topic. When God says that I am going to bless you this year, it's a prayer topic. Don't go and sit down and sleep and eat. It's time to work. It's time to work. It's time to work. When Jesus gave them a promise in Luke chapter 24 verse 39, now I'll pray the Father. He said, tarry in Jerusalem until the promise of the Father comes. It was a prophecy. It was when they were fasting and prayer. Study from Acts chapter 1 verse 14. This all after Jesus was taken up, this all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with, with the woman and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren, they were praying. You go to Acts chapter 2 from the verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all one accord in, in, in one place. And suddenly, what were they doing? They were they separated themselves. They were waiting before the Lord in fasting and prayer. They were waiting before the Lord in fasting and prayer. And that is when the Holy Ghost came upon them. They heard a sound. The whole place started shaking. You see, why? Because fasting and prayer provokes revival. And the prophecy came to pass. And we all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The only person who was not there was Judas. But Judas likes money. He died before he could enjoy the money. Listen, that fleshly kind of thing that you are following, if you are not careful, you may die before you see the manifestation of that thing. Get spiritual. Tell somebody, get spiritual. Tell somebody, get spiritual. Tell somebody, get spiritual. Get spiritual, though. You know, the job, I have a certain job, I have a certain job, I have a certain, so I cannot fast and pray. I have to listen. This is, the, this is a, a, a strategic time of the year. Don't let anything stop you from spirituality. Whatever you have to do to be here during the weekdays, when we are praying, be here. This is where the action will be taking place. Your boss cannot prophesy to you. That business cannot prophesy to you. If you have to close it down and come, close it down and come. 
There have been people who have decided to do certain sacrifices for to pray. I remember some years ago, I organized a certain prayer meeting, and a certain gentleman who was a student, he had to go and he had a deadline to uh, submit his, his, his assignment. And usually that assignment is a drawing assignment. People take about two, three, four days to be able to finish their drawing. And it was a Saturday, and I said, we are going to a certain garden to go and pray. And so he, if he, he wanted to have worked on it on a Saturday and then a Sunday, so that the deadline of Monday will be able to what, submit it Sunday morning, sharp, sharp, sharp. He said, no, I will go for this prayer meeting. We went, we were there praying, praying, praying for five, six hours. When we finished somewhere around two o'clock, he went back, rested a bit, picked his drawing board, went to the faculty to go and start drawing. What takes two people three days, two days to do? Two hours, he was done. Two hours, he was done. Wisdom, ideas by the coming. Look at this, in that business, it's not your wisdom that will make that business do well. And if the devil gets you and you die, that business will continue. That business will continue. Do just come and give your family some small money, oh, and sour, and sour, and then. Even if you don't die, maybe some sickness or accident, they'll come and visit you at the hospital and they'll look for your replacement immediately. They'll look for somebody to come and do the job that you are ready to die for. Why am I aggressive this morning? Because your soul is important. Your life is important. Your destiny is important. Your prophecy is important. Fasting and prayer. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. It provokes the manifestation of our, our prophecies. What does fasting and prayer do? Let me be ending over here. Number one, it provokes dominion. Whenever you are fasting and prayer, pa- praying, power is released to dominate, to get receive a dominion mandate. To be to have dominion means to be in charge. Look, the devil. The Bible says that we wrestle. Not, uh, listen to me. The devil. The Bible says we wrestle not what against what flesh and blood, but against what principalities. Those are authority figures. Number two, powers, authority figures. Number three, rulers. So it means that they are looking for dominion. In the realm of the spirits, if you are going to be anything, you need dominion. So it means that you too, the fasting and prayer is to empower you to dominate. Listen to me. It's Christians who don't take fasting seriously. Even politicians, now they know that even if they are going to win elections, they need power. Some will now start praying. You don't know me. I've there are pastors, they are being given 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 to pray. One pastor, friend of, me, of mine, he went to see a certain politician was trusting up a certain uh, a, a political appointment. And when he had finished praying for the guy, he went with his prayer warriors, he they gave him an envelope, ah, and then uh, they gave his prayer warriors everybody envelope. When they got back home, the prayer warriors are smiling. <laughs> All of them have received 5,000, 5,000, 5,000, 5,000, about five prayer warriors. If the prayer warriors have received 5,000, 5,000, he the boss himself. What do you think? Charlie. So those of you who are men of God, you better be yourself because some politicians waiting for you to come and pray. Because they they know now if they don't do that, I, some of them have witchcraft altar. 
Some of them have some demonic altar, occult altar. Some of them are going to shrine. You know the places they go to. You see them going from man of God to man of God. When they get the power, you see that they are all deceivers. They are all deceivers. Somebody was pulling down churches. Now he wants to be president. So now he does thanksgiving with a certain church. Somebody was Holy Ghost and knows who a false prophet and is and who is not a false prophet. Now, and he. <laughs> they know. You are the only one who doesn't want power. So you don't want to fast and pray. He said, There are things I can pray for you for. But there are some things only you can pray for yourself. Only you can pray for yourself. Today I'm here to provoke you. Let us fast. Esther and Israel were in Shushan. And Haman rose up against them. And said, let us destroy them. The Bible said that when the matter got to the ears of Esther, she did not say that, hey, go and get me some gold. Go and get me some gold so that I'll go and see the king. She said that, ah, or that the people tell them, tell them that for three days and three nights, everyone, even children, should be fasting. Me and my maids also will fast over here in the, in the castle. As they were fasting, the tables began to turn around. Now, the enemies who, were, who thought they were in charge, the Bible said they began to fall before them. They began to fall before them. Fasting and prayer gave them dominion. It gave them dominion. It gave them dominion. You gain power to bring down the forces of darkness, the opposing forces, the demonic entities that are able to fight against you. Fasting and prayer puts you in charge. If you are not in charge, you'll be discharged. If you don't have power, you'll be overpowered. Get empowered. Get empowered. We are starting tomorrow. Nobody should miss out. And when you are coming, come. Some of us even, if you are very serious, a very serious about it, some of us even decide that these 14 days, you are going to get some days where you'll be sleeping in the church. You'll be sleeping in the church. There's a bathroom over here. You wake up, you bath, and you go to work, and you come back. Your bed, let your bed rest a bit. Let your bed rest a bit. Look, we must go back to the days. Look, the Bible said they were gathered in the upper room. Where were they? were not going home. We must go back to biblical apostolic church days. We want this apostolic power, but we don't want apostolic practices. Are we joking? You know the way your background is. Come. Morning prayer, you are there. Afternoon prayer, you are there. Even if that's if you are not working. Like if you are working, you are in the morning you bath from the church. You go straight to work. Close from work. You come back. Make time. Make time. Pack your bags. Come and do by first camping. By first camping. Let's get serious. Though. Let's get serious. And I want people who have their hearts for the, the work of God, hearts for the church. Let's get serious. Work things out in the realm of the Spirit. Work things out in the realm of the Spirit. I see God giving us victory. I thought I see God giving us victory. I see God giving us victory. Number two, what does fasting and prayer do? It brings us holiness. Holiness because it subdues the flesh. Every sin is in the flesh. 
Some of us have some things that we do that we have to stop. Choir member, there's some way you do your things, you have to stop. Pastor, there's a way you behave towards certain people, you have to stop. You are always angry at somebody, but every time you are fighting problems with some people, you have to stop. You must get, you are always angry. You are easily, you always have temper issues. You know that you have a short temper. You need holiness. You need the Holy Ghost to enter into your emotions. You are always sad. Sadness is not a fruit of the Spirit. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Let's get spiritual. Love. The Bible says, and the fruit of the Spirit. What's the first manifestation of the Spirit? Love. It's not tongue speaking. Love. 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 You are able to love. You need to pray. You need to pray. Holiness. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. First Corinthians chapter 9 verse 27. Paul said, I keep my body under and bring it into subjection. Lest by any means when I preach, I myself be a castaway. Psalm 5 verse number 12. Said that, and thou Lord will bless the righteous. And with favor will you compass him as a shield. Number 3. What do you get in fasting and prayer? Divine direction. Divine direction. I don't know, ushers, where are they all going? Divine direction. Divine direction. Listen, direction makes things easy. Divine direction makes things easy. When you receive direction, look at the gentleman whose testimony I shared with you. When God spoke to him that start a, a transport business in seven months, his business began to boom. Why? Divine direction. Divine direction. Direction makes things easy. You can write the scripture, go and read it when you get to the house. Isaiah 58 verse 8 to 9. Go and read it. Fasting brings direction. Light comes to you. Supernatural turnaround. And you get speedy manifestations of your glorious destiny. Listen, from tomorrow, every one of us, let us rise up and engage. It is time to see our miracles. I said it's time to see our miracles. This year, your destiny must shine. Your destiny must shine. You must not die with those problems. You must change things. And it's through fasting and prayer. It's through fasting and prayer. There is a place for fasting and prayer in the New Testament. Jesus said, when you fast, it's time to fast and pray. Hallelujah. God is going to empower you for victory. Rise up to your feet wherever you are. You are going to pray one prayer. Hallelujah. I say you are going to pray one prayer. And you are going to pray that, Father, give me the grace to fast and pray. Are you ready to pray that prayer right now? Lift up your right hand. Say, in the name of Jesus. Say, my Father, my Father. This morning, as I lift up my voice in prayer, anoint me with a grace to fast and pray in the name of Jesus Christ, to stand before you until I see my miracle, until I see my turnaround, until I experience my change in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice, everybody, begin to pray. Lift up your voice, lift up your hands, grace arise, and talk to the Lord. The Lord, the grace to fast and to pray, the grace to wait before you in prayer. Holy Ghost, empower me to fast and pray. Holy Ghost, 
Spirituality, gives you authority. If you have children, pray for your children. Let's not take over your family this year. Your family must see the glory of God. Deliver your family from the hands of the devil. Deliver your family from the west of the enemy. Something is happening here. As you are praying, grace is being released. As you are praying, this year you will give like you have never given before. This year you will pray like you have never prayed before. This year you will rise like you have never risen before. This year you fly like an eagle. You mount up on wings as an eagle. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They will mount up on wings as an eagle. It is time for you to rise. It is time for you to rise. Daughter of God. Son of God. It's time for you to rise. Mount up on wings as an eagle. Jesus Christ. Tell them to encourage them to get up. Huh? They are not nursing mothers and they are sitting there. Ushers, get to work. We are here to encourage spirituality. You see, if you don't want to be spiritual, don't come to church. Or when you come to church, we'll push you to be spiritual. Tell you lift up your hands. Tell you clap your hands. We'll tell you pray. We'll tell you to do many things. All of them are spirituality. Tell you to fast as well. Tomorrow we are fasting. Say, I'm fasting tomorrow. Say, by force, I am fasting tomorrow. I didn't prepare you. I prepared. I prepared you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I feel like faint. Faint, you get up. We are in so big, so best for you. What are you talking about? What are you saying? I'm better off fasting to me. Come on, better be awakening you. You fast. Because this year, God must come through for you. He said that even the little children, even the, even the animals were fasting in the neighborhood. And one of them fasting. Ah. 